0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
1: Golden, Colorado. You're listening to The Step Back, a Mavs podcast. I'm too hot right now. Step back. Step back. I'm uh. like the males, running this beat like a lab Look at down, chicken the step back, Lord, that boy need a map Dirk in his bag, I swear I feel it in the air Dirk in the game, snapping like a crab But hit never fold when they in the jam Dennis Smith Jr. coming with the jam Got the whole team cooking in the lab I say I'm the best, I'm going super sad I'm in the boost, spitting cause I can I'm so fly and I may never land, I think. For every one of my fans, SOB tree, just for the chance. Dirt cash five, they ain't got a chance. This came from God, this was a chance. Deepest for real, coming with the clown. Uh, promise you get scary, killing beats and I ain't never worried, never in a hurry. Crazy comments, it don't ever hurt me. Feelings I'm dispersing, isn't really worth it. Never set on purpose. Child like a star, any beat I get, I promise I'm a merchant. Still a humble servant, coming at your service. I feel like Welcome pre- to another edition of the Step Back, a Mavs podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, at StepBackMavs, and you can like, rate, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google, Spotify, and all other major pod platforms. My name is Dalton Trigg, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and DallasBasketball.com colleague, Matt Galatson. Matt, we've got some stuff going on. This is our first official emergency pod. Woj has reported... That the Dallas Mavericks are escalating talks to trade my guy, Dennis Smith Jr. Oh my goodness. I was not expecting this this soon, but we're apparently here. What are you feeling right now?
0: (laughs) Doesn't matter what I'm feeling, man. How are you doing? I know this is a big deal for you. I'm I'm worried about you.
1: I'm hurt, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty hurt right now. (laughs) that's been my guy i've been standing for dennis since they drafted him even when all the rumors and everything come up i was just like no i you know even even when we just we discussed it on i believe it was the first podcast we did um we discussed like even if you know bradley bill came up as an option and i was just like i I don't even know there i mean because you never know what he could Dennis could potentially turn into. So, I I'm still in all of this. I'm still soaking it all in. I did think if if they did trade Dennis, that it would potentially end up being a team like Orlando. Uh, I don't know. I I'm still in shock though, man. I and the thing about it with me is there there's a lot to this Woj report and. I mean, there, there's just a lot to unpack here. Um,
0: well, I'm I'm as shocked as you were. I was at dinner, and uh, you texted me, and you we were like, "Hey, man, Woj," <laughs> and you said you sent me the tweet. And I was just like, "Oh my God, there's no way!" Like, what could what could either of those teams possibly have that the Mavericks would want? And there's only one name to come to mind. That came to mind. We'll get there in a bit, but. Man, I was all aboard the Dennis train. I uh, I was a little skeptical early in, earlier in the year when they were, you know, still trying to figure out with him and Luca, and it, it started going really well there for a little bit. Um, even in that loss in New Orleans game, I was really confident about it. I think I even sent you a text if you remember that said um, during that game, I've never been more confident in Dennis and Luca working than I am right now.
1: Oh yeah, that was and, that was when I. <laughs> I don't remember exactly when you sent that, but I feel like it was sometime after Luka passed it to a cutting Dennis and he just completely destroyed Julius Randle. I feel like it was sometime shortly after that.
0: It was, and he'd been playing really well that game. His defense had been great. Um, He was making good decisions, quick decisions. And then... Ultimately, they lost the game, but I was still super confident going forward. I was like, man, they're two young guys figuring out the future is bright, the bright future Mavericks. (laughs) Uh, You know, Chris Chris Vernon on the ringer always talks about the bright future Grizzlies, but I was thinking bright future Mavericks from that point on, and even, you know, with Dennis being out the last couple games, I was just like, all right, you know, it's just another couple games he's nicked up he'll be ready to go you know they don't want to take any chances but when Woj dropped his nuke earlier tonight
1: man well (laughs) I don't know and I mean I've talked to you and Fish about this but uh, you know that last time in New Orleans over the over the last year and a half you know I've really I've been able to establish a A really good working relationship with Dennis uh, more so than anyone else on the team and uh, that last time I was down in New Orleans you know he I was going to talk to him pregame, but he wasn't in the in the locker room so I was just going out to the court for warm-ups and uh, before I even get to the tunnel uh, somebody taps me on my shoulder and I turn around and it's Dennis and he's just like what's up Dalton how you doing man and I was just thinking like you know that that's pretty cool, right there. He, you know, he's probably only seen me two or three times, and you know he can he can be courteous like that, and you know he remembers who you are and all that stuff. So I mean that that's one reason why this is especially painful for me, because uh, like I said, I I feel like out of everybody around the Mavs, I I feel like he's one of the people that I had a really good uh, working relationship with so if this is the last time you know he's going to be a maverick it it was short and it was sweet and I, I hate to see him go
0: yeah I mean and and even from my perspective where you know I don't have the same relationship with him you do I, I don't even know if he knows who I am but you know uh, in the locker room after games he's always been one of those guys who uh, even after a loss is Real friendly with the media, joking around, you know, real fun guy to talk to. Whereas, you know, you talk to guys like DeAndre or Wes and they're all, you know, business. Political. Political and all that, all that. I mean, DeAndre's got some character to him that's fun sometimes. But with Dennis, it's always, you know, it's always just a lot of fun being around him. And, you know, practice, he's he's great too. So I, I can't... I don't, I don't, know, I don't want to know what that locker room is going to be like when he's gone, just from a media perspective, because it, it won't be as much fun, that's for sure. But we don't know it, it's going to happen yet.
1: Um, well, I mean, when
0: Woj says something, usually it's <laughs> usually it's going to happen, but you know, yeah, that I don't know, we'll just have to see.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. Norm, if if it was coming, you know, for, from some random guy from one of these teams. Uh, you know, one of these other teams' media people, we'd be thinking, well, there's there's not much to this, but there's a reason they call them Woj bombs, and uh, I think there I think there is a lot to this. Uh, they just going off of you know the first part when we were, when I was telling about the Woj uh, report, he said the Dallas Mavericks are escalating talk to trade guard dennis smith jr pushing to end a partnership that has run its course for both the franchise and the former first round pick um and then he goes on to say two teams in the pursuit of a of a point guard right now phoenix and orlando have been active in talks with the mavericks and then i saw somewhere on twitter a while ago that the pistons are involved there as well so um so that's that's three teams
0: uh, there might be more too
1: there I mean you never know there there really could be more if other teams see that uh, that these teams are really after Dennis or if the Mavs are in contact with them, you know the Mavs might say, well, we may have better offers elsewhere, and more may surface so you never know, but uh just looking at those three teams, Phoenix, Orlando, and Detroit. What are some names that that you bring up that you can bring up that would be worthy of parting with Dennis this early?
0: Um, well, the one that comes to mind first is really the one that only, is really the only one that makes sense to me off the top of my head, and that's uh, Aaron Gordon. So I was playing around an NBA trade machine while we were getting ready to set up this pod, and I posted this on Twitter there's a trade that where the money works, you know, you can flip, you know, flip picks back and forth, whatever you want to do. But the trade that makes sense to me, um, considering the assets that are on both teams, I mean, there's not really anybody on, on Washington or on, uh, excuse me, on uh, Phoenix that makes sense. They're not going to part with Deandre. And so that's out of the question or Booker or Booker. I don't want, or I don't think they want TJ Warren. I don't want TJ Warren.
1: Oh, come on, man. He averages like 20 over you don't 20 want points. Guy on but, <laughs> like versus uh, the Mavs at least.
0: Mikael Bridges isn't a big enough piece to move for Dennis, so in Detroit like get out of here. Forget that. I don't know. So, the name that makes sense to me and like I said I posted this on Twitter is Aaron Gordon and The... The trade where the money makes sense is Dennis, uh, Wes, as basically the matching money uh, for Aaron Gordon, and I don't know which way the picks would go. I would hope they would come back to Dallas, but um, that's just the one that comes to my mind. I don't think that uh, Vucevic is, is an option. Fournier, maybe, but that's just, again, that's just not a big enough piece to move for a guy like Dennis Smith Jr., who's got... right. Potential in the clouds. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Well, I, I'm trying to be a little bit more objective here because I mean, you know how I mean. I am very biased towards Dennis. I still think he has amazing potential. I think he could, you know, become one of the uh, premier point guards in the NBA. You know, with with a little bit more. Seasoning and a little bit more time, if they just give him time to develop more. But uh, I mean, I I don't think it would have to be for Aaron Gordon. I would be okay with a package that uh, either had either you know Jonathan Isaac or even Mo Bamba coming back to Dallas. If it's Mo Bamba, then. You pretty much know that DeAndre isn't going to be here after this season, or at least you would, you would hope that. Uh, because I, if that was the case, I would want Bamba, you know, starting as soon as possible, getting as much experience as he can, playing with Luca uh, at the center position. But uh, I'd be fine with Jonathan Isaac. I think I think that trade probably makes just as much sense as uh, Aaron Gordon trade because Isaac. Uh, he's technically a power forward. You could play, he's really long. You can, uh, that's something that would keep Harrison Barnes at the three, as we've talked about before. Uh, And then you'd have, you know, another long, incredibly talented young defender with upside next to DeAndre Jordan in your front court. So I would be okay with that. I'm with you on Phoenix, though. There's really nothing there. Uh, I would want. I, I love Mikael Bridges. If they if they made a trade, revolving around that, I wouldn't be just devastated. But uh, you know, he's he's older than Jonathan Isaac. I think he's like 22 already, and it's his rookie season. Uh, Josh Jackson. I don't really have any interest there. I mean, like you said, they're not going to be parting with. Devin Booker or Ayton. <laughs> and I mean I wouldn't think I mean and I mean you would definitely hope that the Mavs aren't persuaded by what TJ Warren does to them every time he plays against them and you you would really hope that there's nothing cooking there but uh yeah well, the that-
0: the thing I mean it unless unless Phoenix is the clippers and they're going to like they did with Blake Griffin where they give him a big contract and they trade him right away like he he's really the only piece that I would even I wouldn't even know if I would want Aton like I mean yeah he's great he, he's he could be great but I don't know man like that's not what they're looking for right now I don't think and it's the same it's the same reason I don't think that bomba is a legitimate option I mean I could be wrong I, but I think they're looking for someone who can make a difference. If they're going to trade Dennis Smith Jr. and even Jonathan Isaac, I don't know, is a guy that can make a difference. They're not just going to going to trade to you know to kind of sit where they are in the same spot. They're going to try and trade and get better.
1: Yeah, uh, so I, I can. That's in,
0: why I think it, that's why I think Aaron Gordon's the only one here that makes sense.
1: That's a really good point, and I mean, even with Jonathan Isaac, he's if you're just looking at it you know if you're just looking at both of those players on an equal slate here and you know they, they they're both still pretty raw um, i would i would say Jonathan Isaac has the the higher ceiling of course because of his size and uh you know he's he's shown the ability to knock down threes this year uh the mavericks really loved him in the uh the pre-draft process in 2017 and then it was rumored that uh, Orlando really loved Dennis, too. So, I mean, that's another reason I could see this being a fit here. But I, I think you're right. They're, uh, they're only 2.5 games out of the 8th seed in the West, and we've got 39 games to go. So, I mean, they're right there. Uh, if they can make a, a trade that uh, adds considerable uh, a considerable amount of talent, if they can, you know, like Aaron Gordon – uh, that could push him over the top it it'd be a great great uh combination with Luka i've said this before about Aaron Gordon multiple times to you know a number of people he would be what the mavs have tried to force Dwight Powell to be uh he would be a a super Dwight Powell that can actually hit his three pointers so uh um, yeah
0: he's hitting 35.8% this year
1: yeah i mean Three. i mean he's really improved there and i mean he's on a good contract it's a weird contract it actually decreases in in value as it as it goes on but uh i mean i would be fine with that and uh another thing before we before we touch on any other different scenarios here because i do want to talk about the pistons a little bit that's that's interesting um uh, But another thing in this Woj report, he says that Coach Rick Carlisle and Smith have struggled to find common ground. Uh, The arrival of Rookie of the Year favorite Luka Doncic has pushed Smith off the ball and changed the trajectory of his role with the team. Carlisle has often been frustrated with Smith's decision making. So... I mean, hey, you, can, you can read in a lot into that right there. But, I mean, what, what are your initial thoughts on that part?
0: Well, I don't know, man. I mean, Rick has seemed to have his, uh, his issues with point guards for the most part. Doesn't it seem that way? I mean, he, did, he didn't get along with Rondo.
1: He's always um, had issues with not, point guards. Not
0: necessarily with point guards. With point guards that have um, an alpha mentality. The only one he's gotten along with with an alpha mentality has been Jason Kidd, and that's because Jason Kidd was almost 40 years old.
1: Well, no, 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 no. He even, was thinking the
0: same way as Rick.
1: No, I don't even, you may not remember this, but I mean, after the, I mean, you didn't hear much about it as it was going on, but he even had tension with, with Jason Kidd. I mean, uh, I, well, I don't know if I'd call it tension, but I mean, he there was, there was a lot of arguments there uh, behind the scenes that... I forgot who reported that, but when I read it, I was like, wow, I wouldn't have thought that. But, I mean, he really – if you count Jason Kidd uh, in that too, I mean, he really has had issues with every every point guard uh, since then. So, I mean, if that is the case, if if Rick Carlisle is one of the main people, you know, basically pushing Dennis out of Dallas, that's a problem because –
0: Oh, I couldn't agree more. No,
1: I mean, if if the Mavericks front office, if they're just looking at it from a talent perspective and they're saying, okay, Dennis doesn't fit the way we want him to fit. He's a good player, a good young player, but we think we can comp- improve if we trade him for package A or, you know, something like that. If that's the case, that's fine. I mean, we just have to, you know, I trust Donnie to make the best basketball decision. But... If it's Rick Carlisle saying that he can't work with this guy and he's pushing a 21-year-old su- supremely athletic talent out the door this early, that that's a problem. And as, as good of a coach as Rick is, if that's the case, I think you have to start thinking about making changes there in the near future.
0: No, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I mean, that to to uh, to for Rick to give up on Dennis Smith after really less than a, a season and a half. I mean, it, what are they at? Uh, they're so they're at their forty third game of the year right now. Right. Just over a season and a half, barely, and he's already giving up on someone that's twenty one years old and, like you said, is supremely athletically talented and has shown flashes of being. Brilliant, really.
1: He hasn't even played a hundred games in the NBA yet. He has played ninety-seven career games to this point. Yeah, I
0: mean, so, in, really, he's he's played one season and fifteen games. Right. How are you going to give up on him? Give up on him already?
1: Yeah, he's played.
0: And so, like, that's that's the thing that that's the thing that's been bothering me the most about this is where, where it's actually coming from. If the Woj report is correct, and it's saying that it's Rick behind the whole thing, I've got a huge problem with this.
1: Well, and the, the thing is, I hope the Mavs aren't looking at it like Dennis is the main problem in that starting lineup. Because, I mean, if you look at the advanced stats, Dennis, I mean, it's not great, but he's not the in my opinion i don't think he's the main issue in that starting lineup because we uh, we we spoke on it on the last episode about how the mavs have the the worst starting lineup in the nba when it comes to to net rating it's like getting close to a negative 8 net rating which would be the like i said the worst in the league for a starting lineup so i mean they they obviously had to change something but I don't think they had to trade, you know, Dennis to do that. I mean, I, I think it could have been as simple as bringing Wes off the bench. And I, I would hope, I would have hoped that they would try something like that first before, you know, getting to this point. That's what I would have wanted, and I I, I hate that it hasn't happened, but that, that's what I want.
0: Well, Woj makes a point in his report. Where he says, uh, Doncic and Smith averaged only 100.9 points per 100 possessions in 687 minutes this season. Donchus and rookie guard Jalen Brunson averaged 106.9 points in 328 minutes, while Doncic and JJ Barea averaged 112.6 in, 32, in th-
1: 232 minutes. God, JJ, but J. I don't Barea think that tells good. the
0: whole story. I think I think one of the things that people might be overlooking with the timing of the Dennis Smith back injury, you know, call it what you want, maybe it's BS or whatever, and they're, they've are they been looking to move him for the last few days. But there's another thing that's been happening on that lineup too, and that's, uh, that's Wes Matthews' minutes have decreased dramatically in the second half in the last couple games. He, play, he did not play any crunch time the last two games, and he was basically benched during that time. And, I think against Golden State, he only played 23 minutes. So either they're gonna they're gonna use Dennis and West together in a trade, or I don't think a trade's happening. I don't think those two things happen without you know there right. being some smoke behind that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that, and that reminds me of a I, I had a recent conversation with uh, Chuck Cooperstein. We were just talking about. Or I I was talking to him about how you know the Mavs have. Uh, it seems like they've tried everything, except you know changing that starting lineup, outside of people getting injured. You know when, because uh, I was like you know if if Dennis comes back from this back injury and obviously this was before this report came out and everything, but I was like when Dennis comes back they'll run out the same exact lineup, and you know it'll it's not gonna work. And I was like. I just wonder why they won't bring him off the bench. And, I mean, he agreed. Uh, he said that it was always something uh, he thought should be considered, but he said the Mavs, uh, you know, it's always something that that you worry about as a franchise, how a player might take something and how it might uh, affect chemistry and everything. But uh, he also mentioned how his minutes uh, – have dwindled the last two games and he had been uh, benched towards the end of the fourth quarter of the last two games and that, you know, that, that might be uh, something that comes very soon. You know, him, that being a possibility that he could be coming off the bench. But now looking at this report that's come out, like you said, it could be a, a sign that they're looking to move him too. And uh, 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 let's see here. Yeah, in the Woads report, he even says Dallas has also searched for deals that would include veteran Wes Matthews, who is making $18.6 million in the final year of his contract. So, uh, you know, in hindsight, Wes hasn't missed any games, but, you know, the way his minutes have been going, it, it makes sense, you know, that that's lining up the way it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how you can – Unless the team has cap space, I don't know how you can move a guy like Dennis for a star or, you know, whether it's Aaron Gordon or whoever. I mean, we'll get to the Pistons in a minute. Whether it's Aaron Gordon or whoever, you you have to have some additional money if you want to get a big-time difference maker. So, Wes would almost have to be included in that. Maybe even Dwight Powell. So, maybe you move three guys. Maybe it's just Dennis and Wes. Maybe it's Dennis and Dwight. I don't know but there has to be something else going on besides just Dennis because he's on a rookie contract and $3 million whatever he's making, isn't going to get you a big-time name.
1: Right. And I we've talked about this before as well, but I've always gotten the feel or I get the feeling, that the Mavs are a team that kind of overvalue their players. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not such a good thing. But – I mean, I, I don't expect them to just trade Dennis to trade him because there's enough time left on his contract, and even when this contract is up, uh, he'll be a restricted free agent unless he takes the, you know, unless he takes the qualifying offer. You have to think of this as some team is going to have control of him for you know eight or nine years. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think they would just trade him for anybody so that i think the aaron gordon idea that that you talked about earlier and something i've thought about i mean i i think that's a really good possibility um i'm not gonna say it is gonna happen but i can well, really no, we have no idea what's yeah happen. yeah i have no idea what's gonna happen but i could i could really see some it just makes to me something like that makes so much sense for both sides um uh, and then I that that could be a deal like you said you'd be sending back uh more salary to Orlando in that situation which would either it's be expiring. Right, expiring in West or I mean even even uh Dwight Powell he, you know he's got an opt-in option but uh he kind of fits the same player profile as Aaron Gordon just not near as good as Gordon. So I mean I think that's definitely a possibility there, but, um, well, let's yeah. run
0: through Aaron Gordon's stats real quick while we're talking about him. He's uh 33 and minutes a game, 40, uh, 44.6 field goal percentage, 35.8 from three. That's better than 19.8% or whatever Dwight Powell is. Shout out Dwight Powell. Uh, two pointers. He's 48.9%, um, 50.5% effective field goal percentage, 72% from the line, uh, almost eight rebounds a game, and uh, 15.7 points for the year. So that's a major improvement in your starting lineup um, oh, yeah. over what either Wes or Dwight bring for you.
1: I agree with that. And, uh, I mean, say you start Luka at the point from from that point forward. You have Luka, uh, I guess you could – you could play Jalen Brunson in the starting lineup. I think that's – that'd probably be the way they end up going over Dorian Finney-Smith, given how he's shot the ball lately. But uh, say you go with Jalen Brunson, Luca, Harrison Barnes, Aaron Gordon, and DeAndre Jordan. And then if you want, you know, Jalen Brunson to go back to being a six-man, basically, you go into free agency and – you know, you still have money to chase a starting shooting guard, and there is a lot of good starting shooting guards that are going to be on the market this summer too. Headlined by Clay Thompson and uh, Chris Middleton, but uh, I mean that—that's something else to consider. There, you basically have every starting position locked up, except for the shooting guard position, and. You know, We know how the Mavs feel about free agency and playing powder and all that stuff, but uh, if they consider Aaron Gordon uh, a star player, or st- potentially a star pro- star player, uh, they might go ahead and make that move and then try to add to it this summer with a shooting guard.
0: No, yeah, that's a, that's a really intriguing package to present to free agents, and you know, I don't want to get too hyped up on the free agent train considering the Mavs past in that area, we're all well aware of that. But I don't necessarily even think that if they make the move of trading Dennis to Orlando for a guy like Gordon, uh, if they bring Wes in with that trade as well. I I, I kind of think Luca's still your starting point guard. I mean man, he's really thrived in that position. Um he's been he was great playing the wings and that's you know, that's that's good, but as a point guard he's been fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So, you know, maybe maybe there's something else that they bring back with Aaron Gordon that can fill into that shooting guard role. Like I don't know, uh, Terrence Ross. I don't know what his contract is. I can look it up real quick. Um, but that that could even be a better option. And because you you need a guy like uh,
1: I don't know what his I don't know what his salary is, but I know Ross. I'm looking it up right now. I know he's expiring.
0: But I mean, that's even a better option at a at shooting guard than. You know, than having Jalen Brunson in the starting lineup because you need Jalen Brunson off the bench to kind of give that juice some mojo. Like, I mean, that that group some mojo. Right. Cause and by the way, without, especially without JJ, I mean, man, that that Achilles news was absolutely devastating.
1: That's exactly. Just to, that's ex- yeah. Not just to,
0: <laughs> not just to him. You know, but to all to all Mavericks fans. He's been a he's been a warrior for the Mavericks and at his age that that that's going to be really difficult to come back from but you you almost need brunson coming off of the bench just to to give that unit some offense because without jj it's it's not looking good man
1: yeah i was about to say that you know before we go in any any further into this uh it really sucks hearing that about jj man i I was so depressed as soon as I saw that play happen and he hit the floor and he was grabbing for his Achilles I just deep down I just kind of knew that's what it was and just immediately got extremely depressed over that he's been so good this year and last year he's leading the team in assists Uh, so I mean hated to hear that wish him a very speedy recovery a full recovery and Hopefully it's not the last we've seen of J.J., but, I mean, like you said, at his age, it's hard to come back from, and, I mean, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if he decided to retire with Dirt this summer, but we'll see how that goes. All right, I've
0: got Terrence Ross's stats up. Um, you want me to go through them?
1: Yeah, what you got?
0: He, he hasn't started a game this year, but he's played in 43 games, uh, averaging 25.8 minutes a game, so he's... he's basically been kind of a six man for them based on the stats that I'm looking at um 43% from the field 38% from 3 which is better than what west is shooting I believe uh 47% from 2 52.7 effective field goal percentage 84% from the line which would be big <laughs> for the Mavs mm-hmm. Um, averaging a steal a game uh, one turnover a game and 13 point7 points it's the best year he's had in his career from a scoring standpoint and um, from a three-point shooting standpoint as well except for his second year in Toronto he shot 39 percent but other than that it's his, it's been his, the best year of his career so he's on he's on a he's on an upslope so um, he's he's' Just based on the stats that I'm looking at, he's a more productive guy than West Matthews. Um, he wouldn't try and do as much as West, Mat- as West Matthews, as far as I can tell. I don't think there's any question about that. So, well, I'm- you know, maybe he's a guy. Um, I can look up his salary. I can just click over his salary real quick. He's earning uh, ten and a half million this year. <clears throat> so, um, I'm not sure if the money would work unless you added Powell to that deal. But maybe you do that now.
1: Yeah, and if you need I, another
0: big, you can you know maybe you reach down to the to the two way guys like uh, the kid from Louisville whose name escapes me right now or Giannis's brother if you really need that extra big just to have in the fold. But I mean I, Dwight hasn't been great to me this year, so if you want to move him too, I'm all for that as well.
1: Well, I think if the Magic are going to include Terrence Ross in anything, uh, they're 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 going to survey what they've got in other offers before they agree to do that because like you said he's been good he's been good this year but uh, I saw a thing the other day saying that uh, the Philadelphia 76ers were interested in in Ross uh, they want to add some more shooting uh, there was another team I can't can't think of off the top of my head but he there's already interest for him out there and uh, especially as an expiring deal so I don't know if if that's a piece that they would include. You know, sending him back to the Mavs, but uh, he, he would be a much-needed uh, scoring punch coming off of that bench—a a reliable scoring punch at that too. But
0: well, maybe he doesn't need to come off the bench.
1: You're right. He—I mean—he could start, like you said, just leave Jalen Brunson there, uh, doing uh, taking over JJ's role, and because uh, if you start move Brunson
0: off. off the bench, there's not a backup point guard there. I mean, you got Devin, but he's been more of a two throughout the rest of his career so far. So, to move him back into a point guard role when he's been playing two the last couple years is probably not a great idea.
1: Right. I agree. I agree. I mean, I I think it could work. Uh, I just don't know. It just depends on what other offers Orlando's getting for Terrence Ross individually. Uh, Sure, yeah. But, okay. We said we were going to talk...
0: Let me me make one more point. If... If you have to, if you have to make that uh, a part, if you want to make Terrence Ross a part of the deal, if you have to part with a early to mid second round pick to do it, do it, because I don't, I don't know what Philadelphia would offer back in return that's more enticing than a second round pick and the rest of the pieces that the Mavs are going to send and and you know including in that deal. So <clears throat> the more I think about it, the more it makes sense.
1: Right. Well, we can we can get into more of that if it if it comes to it. But like we talked about before, uh, we said we were going to bring this up. But the other team that has you know surfaced in this a little bit, the Detroit Pistons. Uh, what what could you see happening in that scenario? Because to me, if something happens there, I feel like Andre Drummond might be in play uh maybe not you know maybe I, I I still feel like the Mavs really like DeAndre Jordan but you know uh Andre Drummond he's he's only let me see here he's 25 years old um uh, he's got two more years on his contract after this he's got a player option for that last year but uh I mean what 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 would you think about uh, a trade package centered around Andre Drummond coming to Dallas.
0: Well, the only way that works to me is if you include DeAndre Jordan. And as close as Rick and DeAndre are, I don't see that happening. But um, Andre's averaging six point eight or 16.8 points and 15 boards a game. Um, I'm looking through the rest of his stats, but... Uh,
1: it's amazing to me that he's only shooting 50% from the field. I mean, I I guess we're Considering
0: just... Considering how close he is to it all the time. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess we're just spoiled by DeAndre. I think he has, like, the third highest field goal percentage in the NBA, but...
0: Uh, it, and it doesn't seem like he does, either.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like he misses some easy ones, too. But, yeah, that's one thing that sticks out to me. Uh, I thought he would be a lot higher than 50%, but... Um.
0: Okay, 1.6 steals and 1.8 blocks per game from Drummond. So, that I mean, that's a pretty good – those are some pretty good defensive numbers there. Um, if you look at the advanced stats, uh, his defensive win shares this year is only 2.7, but last year it was 5.7, which is very, very good. It's been up in that area uh, the last few years before this year. It's a little down this year. I just don't think they're as good of a defensive team this year maybe. That's why. Um but if you look at the rest of the pistons roster, I mean what else are you I mean what else is there like Well, Reggie Jackson like no thanks. I mean Blake Griffin no you could put I
1: don't know. a you could put a package together you know for Blake Griffin if you liked Blake Griffin, but the the length of his contract and him making north of 32 million a year. And I think he's already thirty. I mean, Aaron Gordon—he, <laughs> you look Aaron at that. Aaron
0: Gordon is what is a younger version of Blake Griffin, right? <laughs> Are we really trying to put together the Clippers team that couldn't make it back? It, it couldn't make it to the finals with DeAndre and Blake,
1: right? And Aaron Blake? Gordon, Aaron Gordon has learned how to shoot the three a lot quicker than Blake too. So I mean,
0: uh, yeah, I'm I'm out on Blake Griffin. So I, I don't see that happening. I mean, Dr- Drummond's the only guy on that team that makes
1: sense. Stanley Johnson, I'm intrigued by him. He really hasn't showed much since the Pistons drafted him, but I'm I'm kind of intrigued by him. Uh, Luke Kennard. I mean, Luke Kennard
0: can shoot now.
1: Yeah, he could be a good bench scorer. He could be kinda I feel like he could be kinda like how Doug McDermott was last year, which we all expected Ryan Brokoff to be like Doug McDermott. yeah, um, but
0: I mean Kennard has the ability to shoot. But he hasn't been very good this year. His uh, his PER is only at nine point four, which is not good. Um, his shooting he's he's shooting thirty five percent, which is okay. I mean, last year he shot forty one and a half percent, which was obviously what you would want him to be where from, you would want him to be at
1: from three, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I don't know. Um, I also another thing about that is, are we really trading Dennis to get? another
1: Doug McDermott. Right. I don't think so. Well, if, say if you did, uh, DeAndre Jordan for Andre Drummond and say they want to go ahead and move Dennis too. I mean, you want to get, obviously you're not going to do DJ and Dennis for Drummond, but, you know, if you could get another young piece from them, like, if you did get say Luke Kennard in that deal Andrew getting Andre Drummond who's locked up for at least two more years uh, I mean I, that that would be something I would think about but that's much more intriguing yeah I mean it, it's it's a lot more intriguing but uh, I think we're both on the same page here when I think the the best offer or the best scenario that could come from this is probably in Orlando.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And, you know, maybe it's a three-team deal where Dennis goes one way, Wes goes another way, and or whatever. But, um, I, I mean, I, I honestly, I hope these aren't the only teams involved. I'd like to think that maybe Woj just hasn't gotten his hands on all the details yet.
1: Look, man, I'm still holding out hope for Washington. I don't know. <laughs> you Dude, know think the...
0: about the timing. It, 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 doesn't, it never makes more sense than it does right now for the Mavericks to – to go after Bradley Beal or Otto Porter one of those guys, if they're really ready to trade Dennis, he's the piece that you would need in those trades to make to make that happen.
1: Well, see, as much as I like Otto Porter Jr., I I wouldn't include Dennis in a trade for him. I would I would want that to be either a you know some kind of deal involving Wes as. You know, basically just salary filler because they want cap relief when his contract expires this summer, or maybe even an even swap with with Harrison Barnes. But uh, I wouldn't want to do that. Now, now Bradley Beal, on the other hand, I mean, you know how I feel about this. I that would be incredible. I mean, but the way he's been playing lately, I think I forgot who said it, over the last since John Wall has been out with his foot or ankle injury, whatever it was, he's averaging over 30 points, five rebounds, and five assists a game since Wall has been out. So, I mean, his trade value's only gone up, and he's under contract for two more years after this year. So, I mean, I just don't know if the Mavs could come up with an offer that would entice the Wizards to trade Beal, at least without a third team involved with multiple pieces going – everywhere but I mean I I'm gonna hold out hope. I'm gonna hold out hope until something is finalized and we'll see how it goes.
0: I don't remember exactly when do you remember when John Wall was um, was announced <laughs> to be that he was gonna be out.
1: Uh you're talking about like the date?
0: Roughly, yeah.
1: I can't remember off the top of my head. It feels like it was maybe a month ago.
0: So let's just say it was I don't know we'll say it's around Christmas or maybe a week or two before let's say it's uh, let's say it's around December 15th that's just a rough estimate because right, we don't remember but because I feel like it was around when they played Boston I don't know anyway because from around that time he's gone for 31 25 29 28 40, 34, 33 I mean he's been going off. So it has to be somewhere around then because he's been incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know
0: what the Mavericks, what else they would have to include in that. Hell, maybe they take both Beal and Otto Porter, and we're, you know, we're we're dancing down Victory Avenue tomorrow night. But yeah, man, (laughs) there's just so many options.
1: I'm looking at it now. the The day it was announced that uh, that John Wall was going to undergo. Surgery was right before the new year. It was December 29th, so not quite a month.
0: Okay, so he's still killing it since then.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, like I said, it, so with Wall being out, Bill has been averaging over 35 and 5. Yeah. So, I mean, mean that, that's crazy.
0: Oh, I don't know, man. I, if I, I'm, I, all I can say is that I'm going to be really upset if they trade him for. Something like Josh Jackson, because I've seen a lot of people on Twitter like, "Oh, you know Josh Jackson."
1: I'm just or, not. Or J. I'm not high like on. That.
0: And it's just like, huh?
1: I, I said I'm just not high on Josh Jackson. Like some of these people, are. he's a good player. I think he's going to be no, a good fine. player, but he's not going to be somebody that I would trade Dennis's upside for.
0: That, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he's fine. He was, he was good against the Mavs the other night. You know, he, he was the reason Phoenix was in that game in the beginning but are you really going to trade Dennis for a guy like that who's just as much if not more of a project? I don't think so. They're looking to move on from a project and get something that can help them win now, not a, not a guy who's going to you know right. come in and be good in 5 years or whatever. Cuz with the ways the ways Luca is playing if they can get another all-star caliber, you know, maybe not I don't know if Aaron Gordon's made the All-Star game or not. I, I, I'm i not looking at that right now. But, you know, if they can get a player of that level, that could turn them into around into the playoffs this year. And that's what they're looking to do. They're not looking to get – you know, they're not looking to make a lateral move.
1: Right. I'm looking at this – I'm looking at this right now. But, I mean, just in case everyone is thinking like, well – Maybe there's the slightest chance that there's no truth to this or anything, you know, maybe there's a chance that this isn't true. Uh, Slam Magazine put on Instagram a video of Dennis dunking and said the Mavericks are looking to move Dennis Smith Jr. per Woj. What city needs to acquire this bounce? And Dennis liked it. on instagram so just in oh, case yeah, right <laughs> just in case anybody thought that you know there might be a chance that this isn't real it's real i think it's inevitable i think you know when when woge tweets it out that's pretty much the kiss of death it's just a matter of time uh, i just like i said I, I hope i sure hope the mavs know what they're doing and if it's donnie making the calls if, if he's making a basketball decision, then I trust him, but you know uh it's it's just one of those things I just feel uneasy about, but life goes on,
0: yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't really have too much to add to that there's only there's only two ways this can go, and that's really good or really dumb. It seems like there's no in between like you can't I don't think you can include Dennis Smith in a, in a trade. Where you're just like, all right, that's that's fine. Like you either got a hit or it's gonna be a big miss. And um,
1: and then another thing, uh, you know, just going off of what I said about when Woj tweets it, it, it happens pretty quick. But I'm reading uh, Fish's recent piece he put out, and he he said uh, from another NBA source to DallasBasketball.com as of 20 minutes ago. He said, I think if Dallas finds a deal it likes, this trade can go down in the next 24 hours. So that's that's pretty much my line of thinking, too. I, I think this is going to happen fairly quick, which is why we felt it necessary to give you guys an emergency pod.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully we won't have to do a ton of these this year. It um...
1: doesn't happen often, so you have to have to really relish it.
0: Yeah, uh, we thought about getting on and doing one after, uh, after JJ's injury, but it just didn't seem appropriate to, to base an entire podcast on a guy's injury. Man,
1: I I couldn't have done that.
0: Yeah, that, that would have just been depressing. So, um, I mean, prayers to JJ. Hopefully he's, he's making a quick recovery. His his surgery was successful for anybody that's wondering, um, he was very, the Mavs PR put out a statement today saying that he had a surgery and then, um. JJ posted on Instagram, uh, his, you know, successful surgery and with a thumbs up. So if hopefully he'll be back before too long, um, or back at all really. And, you know, you never know with an Achilles, but, um, man, I don't really know where else to go from there.
1: Yeah. And, uh, if y'all haven't seen that Instagram post of JJ, definitely go see it because he is, he is doped up and he is not feeling any pain and it uh, i i mean i thought it was kind of humorous the way he was laying it because i mean you know i, I just kind of wonder if he had any idea that the picture was being taken
0: <laughs> he didn't look like he did that's that's for sure
1: <laughs> but yeah we, we wish him a speedy recovery and obviously he's got the support of all of his teammates and um like i said we we just wanted to come on here and talk about the rumors and give you guys, uh, you know, some scenarios that we have going in our heads right now, given the, the teams that have been announced. And, uh, like we've also said, it may not just be those three teams. We, before this is over, there could be some other teams involved and, uh, we, we don't know exactly what's going to happen right now, but we'll keep you posted. Um, you can follow.
0: Yeah. No, no, I'm just going to add if, uh, if, if, Fish's Anonymous NBA Sources, correct? We may be doing another one of these in 24 hours. So, correct. You know, stay tuned in.
1: Yep. If it's, if, it's a, if it's one of those deals that's going to get us excited, we could be on back on here very soon. But um, we'll wrap it up with that. We appreciate you guys for listening to us. If you want to find us on Twitter and uh, keep up with all of this Dennis Smith Jr. stuff and real time with us you can follow me at dalton underscore trig that's d-a-l-t-o-n underscore t-r-i-g-g if you want to follow matt on twitter too he's always posting about uh, anything dallas mavericks related on there it's at matt galatson that's at m-a-t-t-g-a-l-a-t-z-a-n and uh like i said at the beginning of the pod you can always uh follow the pod itself at step back mavs we're always posting the links there and other content uh anything else you want to add matt
0: no sir just uh if if you guys wouldn't mind go out and like and share and subscribe our podcast give it to as many of your Mavs friends as you possibly can um we're trying to grow the show as ben and skin say so um you know just just keep it flowing
1: Yes, sir. Well, Matt, hope you have a good night. We'll try and do this very soon and we'll see what happens with all this Dennis Smith Jr. Jun- drama. All right, sounds good. All right, appreciate y'all for listening as always. It's crazy. Music in Texas.